This is Got Moke. My name is Moke. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Just a few days back, I caught up with Danny McCloskey from the Hockey Writers, and we talk about the Ottawa Senators' goalie depth. Here's that conversation. Calling in from the HockeyWriters.com, covering the Ottawa Senators, we got Danny McCloskey. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? Doing pretty good. So the reason why I've got you on here today is you wrote an article called Diving into the Senators' Deep Group of Young Goaltenders. I thought it was really interesting, well-researched, and I was hoping to talk to you about some uh, goalie prospects here. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the the kind words. Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it. (laughs) Perfect. So obviously, first guy I got the list here, he's on a one-way deal next year. It's uh, Marcus Hogberg. Um, He's been a little bit uh, I guess inconsistent at the NHL level but that being said it is characteristic of a younger goaltender and Ottawa isn't known to have the best defensive core at the moment uh what's your thoughts on him yeah I mean it's exactly what you said he got put into about as bad a spot as he could be with the Senators team just I think I had it in the article the third most shots against yeah (laughs) this year and uh all in all, like he had his ups and downs. There were games where he was facing 40-plus shots, other games where he did struggle. It's, it felt like every single game he played went to overtime, and they just kept losing them. Uh, and that's the one thing I'm worried about is his confidence level. Like Those losses can build up on you. You look at a guy like Dubnik in Edmonton, and just year after year there as a young goalie, the losses piling up. He had to get out of there to succeed. So you hope that Ottawa can start to improve over these next couple of years. I thought they actually did a really good job with his development, though. Like, he spent, like, I think four years after being drafted over in Sweden just taking his time, which is different than they've done with some other guys in the past. (laughs) And then, you know, starts out in the ECHL, goes to the AHL, comes up to the NHL. So he's gone through all the levels. And now it's just about can he be a starter at the NHL level or more of a quality backup? I think that's the battle for him right now. Yeah. And this coming year, uh, we're not entirely sure where Ottawa's goaltender depth is going to be beyond Hogberg. As we all know, we're not sure what's happening with Nilsson quite yet with his injury. Yeah. I think the expectation (laughs) for him would be to start, I guess, like 30-plus games, and it'll be really just an evaluation year for him. Yeah, exactly. They, like, the whole expectation with his contract, it was the two-way year this past season and then the one-way, and he was supposed to earn that one-way, which I think he did, and now it's about trying to steal starts away from whoever is the starter, whether it's Nielsen or they bring someone else in. He's got to prove that he's worth playing, like you said, those 30 to 35 games or whatever it is. Yeah, he's certainly got like the build and all the right components to make him a really good starter in the league. So I'm pretty excited to see what he can do next year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope that uh, he has, you know, they, they're able to win some games for him. I think he played like 20 some games and he won like five of them this year. That's just got to kill your confidence a bit. But like I said in the article, like he had his highs, right? He had his highs where he was just unbelievable. So just, Finding that consistency and remaining confident, I think, is going to be the key. For sure. And uh, next guy there, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Philip Gustafsson. Uh, He was a guy that, in Sweden, he was a very highly touted prospect. And Pierre Dorian was absolutely raving about this kid when he uh, 
brought him over in the Derek Broussard trade. But since he's come here, again, it's been a lot of inconsistency, but at the AHL level, he did this past February uh, get called uh, Player of the Month in, yeah, obviously February. But other than that, he did get pushed out to being the backup goalie for the most part. Uh, what is uh, your thoughts on him? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a tough ride for him at the AHL level. Like it's It's what you said there. Big-time prospect over in Sweden, big performances at the World Juniors, really excited to get him in that Broussard trade. And then they pushed him over here uh, to North America. I, nobody, no one really said anything at the time, like they were rushing him or anything. But looking back, when you compare his time in Sweden to like Hogberg's, Hogberg played a full four or five years there, and Gustafsson came over here really young. I think he was like 20 uh, and playing for some bad AHL teams. I think confidence <laughs> is so big for a goalie, and it felt like he lost it. Like The one thing I've seen from him when he plays is, and it's never a good thing when you say this, he looks small. Like He looks like he plays small. There's more holes in the net. Maybe it's because you're comparing him to a guy like Hogberg, but he's got to start like playing bigger, playing to like his potential. You know he has the ability like with how highly thought of he was as a younger goalie, but when a couple of years ago, past, him and Hogberg at the AHL level, it was clear who was better. And then this past season, him and Decord at the AHL level, it was clear who was better. And it wasn't Gustafson both times. So that's a problem for him. Yeah, and he's certainly not a guy I've completely given up on. Like I said, he has shown moments where he's looked absolutely stellar. But for the most part, it's not been so good for him. I think he has been a victim of maybe in the Ottawa organization being kind of the shiny new toy and then wanting to bring him over for fans to see. And then obviously there was injuries and they had to lean on him and being, uh, sorry, uh, Belleville's not had a great defense. So he's been a little bit hung out to dry. Yeah, exactly. We, we have had that problem, the shiny new toy syndrome where we have these guys, we put them in the limelight expecting them to succeed. And it's not that easy. I remember it was the Boston uh, University goalie, Matt O'Connor. Oh, yeah. we're all <laughs> Didn't work out at all. Gustafson has more hope than him, at least. And uh, next guy down on the list there is uh, Joey Decord. I was actually really uh, intrigued when uh, we drafted him in the seventh round a few years ago. And he went on to become uh, NCAA Goalie of the Year last year, earning him a contract. He got one NHL game. It was a 4-1 loss to Buffalo, but he looked pretty good. And last year, he certainly earned his way out of the ECHL and a well-deserved starter in Belleville. Yeah, he's probably the guy I'm most excited about, I would say, just based off of his growth. Like, a couple of years at Arizona State where you're just sort of like, he's just a guy. And then he goes and becomes, like, one of the best goalies in college. And then he goes and becomes one of the best rookie goal is in the AHL like he earned the playing time over Gustafson uh and you look at the team he was playing behind it was a good Belleville team but they were an offensive minded team and you look at like the stats of him versus Gustafson like that 915 save percentage is impressive on its own but then when you think of all their top players it's all forwards right it's Batherson it's Brown it's Balsers it's Norris their defensive play was the biggest difference was him coming in there and giving them a goalie that they could actually trust to make the saves. And one of the things I do like about Decord is he's got a lot of very good stick handling skills for a goaltender. Yeah, exactly. That's something, I mean, you don't really talk about it that often, but that's just like that, that extra defenseman back there, like on the penalty kill, the ability to just go take the puck and dump it out yourself is huge. 
So hypothetically, uh, with the cord, uh, if he does end up getting an opportunity at the NHL, how soon do you think that could happen? Uh, I mean, the big thing, like next year, it's so hard to say who their number one's going to be. I said in the article, I'm assuming Anderson's retiring. I feel like that's what's going to happen there. And then do they bring Nielsen in? Do they bring someone else in? I assume they will bring someone. You don't want to put two young guys as your like two go-to goalies at the NHL level. So I think there's a chance for him to get some NHL games next year, and it would be based off of injuries, and injuries always happen, right? But then yeah. the other thing is, like, what's Hogberg going to do at the NHL level? Because if he struggles and Decord's playing well, Decord could easily come up and, and take some starts. So I think there's a chance for him to get some games next year, but the real, like realistically, it would be the year after that you'd hope he'd really push to be an NHL goalie. And uh, just signing an NHL or, a, I guess, a professional contract this past season, uh, Kevin Mandelis, who had a really good year in uh, Quebec Junior. Uh, what do you know of him? Yeah, he was, in, he was like the court. He was a the guy they drafted, and he just sort of seemed like he was just a guy. Like, he had the size, uh, sub-900 save percentage in the Quebec League. Not an easy league to be a goalie in, but all of a sudden this year, 925 save percentage, best goalie in the Quebec League, best save percentage. The other goalie there had a 895 save percentage on his team, so it just shows, like, the level he played at. You can't say it was the team in front of him because clearly the other goalie struggled, so... He has a chance to do what Decord did last year, that same path where probably starts out in the ECHL and then depending on injuries, depending on his play, could probably climb up to the AHL and you just hope he can progress the same way we saw Decord do last year. Do you think that there's a chance that uh, Mandelis uh, surpasses Gustafson in uh, the depth chart? Yeah, I do. I actually, it wouldn't surprise me. You just look at the way they're trending. Mandelis definitely trending up Gustafson. Went from our top goalie prospect, now probably, you know, obviously not that top guy anymore. All it would take is Gustafson to struggle to start the year, and then you'd have Mandalay's able to maybe push him out. But goalies are so hard to tell. Maybe Gustafson has a big off season. All of a sudden, he's the guy we all thought he would be a few years ago. And a guy I was really high on. They drafted him in the second round last year. They actually jumped up a few spots. Uh, Mad Sogard. He had a little bit of a tough year last year, but. That's not uncharacteristic of a young goaltender to maybe have those, you know, ups and downs throughout the years. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? I personally think that he could be uh, one of the better prospects uh, in Ottawa right now, too. Yeah, like when you, you take a goalie in like the second round, you're obviously you have those high expectations of him. Uh, I didn't know anything about him at the draft, and then you see the size, and you think, okay, that's probably a big reason they they drafted him six foot seven, so he's taking up so much of the net. Uh, I guess up and down year at the WHL level last year, but another guy you have to just hope takes that next step. You saw it with the court, you saw it with Mandalese, and obviously if they, they took him that high and he's that big, the, the expectations are that he's going to be an NHL goalie at some point. You know, it doesn't work out that way always, but that's the hope at least. Yeah, and the cool thing about him is uh, last year he was on uh, a team with the uh, well former Ottawa Senators prospect and goal uh, Jordan Hollett. So I think they like were trying to scout Jordan Hollett last year to see if he was worth extending a contract to, but instead <laughs> they ended up drafting uh, Mad Sogard over yeah, him. So that's probably exactly what happened. I think they realized they took the wrong goal and then they made sure to take the other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so looking into next year, uh, like I mentioned off the top here, um, 
We're not entirely sure uh, what's going on with Anders Nilsson. There's speculation that he's got a concussion and he might not be ready for the next season whenever that ends up starting. Uh, Do you think that Ottawa will be looking into possibly bringing in another veteran for next year? I think they have to. I think if it's not Nielsen, you have to find a way to bring in someone. Otherwise, you're left with like having to make Decord an NHL goalie where he's hardly play- he hasn't even played that much at the AHL level. So I think you would hope that Nielsen's okay. Concussions are always a, a tough thing to figure out. And if he's okay, like he's been a, a veteran goalie in the league for a few years, so he could come in, be that guy that split starts with Hogberg, and then you know, I think that would be fine. He's not a guy that I'd expect to be like a, a real number one goalie for the future. Just looking at his career, he's played for a bunch of different teams, more a backup. But if not him, uh, there are other goalies out there. I mean, the big one that Senators fans are talking about is Robin Leonard, right? Uh, <laughs> like, would he want to come back? I I don't think so. But if we give him that contract offer that he's been looking for, he didn't get it last offseason. I think these last couple of years, he showed that he can play. Like he had the struggles in Buffalo, but he showed like with the Islanders, Blackhawks, a little bit with Vegas, he can play. So, I mean, that's the guy I would love to see them bring back, but I'm not sure it's realistic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would love to see him back yeah. here as well. But at the same time, uh, he does worry me a little bit in that he had that one really good year in uh, New York, he got the Vesna nomination. And then it seemed like nobody was really wanting to sign him to a contract. And all he got was a one-year deal in Chicago and he got flipped out this uh, past season as well. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's like Vesna nominee gets the one-year contract. He's on his, what, fifth team already? Something like that. Yeah. He's uh He's a guy. I I honest, I think he's, he's earned it. I would give him uh, at least a, a few years on that next contract, but like I said, like Ottawa was the one that traded him away to begin with, so I'm not sure he wants to come back here. Uh, looking forward to the draft. Uh, one of the guys that uh, it's speculated for Ottawa to have interest in is uh, goaltender uh, Askarov. A lot of people seem to be really high on him, giving him kind of comparisons to Carey Price. Do you think uh, that'd be a worthwhile guy for Ottawa to target in the draft? Uh, to target, yes. We got so we're so like our third pick is still in the first round. So we're like, yeah, we're laughing here, but I think third overall, you take who's ever left with Stutzel and Byfield fifth overall. There's so many good skaters. And then maybe if he's there with the Islanders pick, that's when I would consider him. I like the first line of my article was that goalies are voodoo. They're so hard to figure out. And I understand he's at another level than most of these other goalies. And if we draft him, he immediately becomes our top goalie prospect. So if it's our third first-round pick, for sure I'd consider him there. Not in the top five, though. Too many other good players. And goalies are just so hard to predict when it comes to their future. Like, I know you can't, you know, say too much about what happened with him at the World Juniors because he's such a young goaltender. But part of the thing for me is if I'm taking a goalie in the top five, I want to be more sure about him than, you know, any other player. And just his performance there showed he still needs to grow a lot, which is very normal for any young player. But just it scares me from a goalie perspective to take a goalie that high. 
Yeah, and a lot of people will tell you that they try not to take a goalie in the first round. Looking through like the years, different goalies who have gone in the first yeah. round, you know, you got your flurry, you got Malcolm Subban, yeah. and other various guys, some names I've never even heard of. I think Ottawa took like Matthew Schwinard at one point at 15. <laughs> so, lows, yeah. are there any uh, non goalie prospects in the Ottawa organization that really uh, intrigue you? Yeah, I mean, we have a deep group. We have a deep group that's just going to get even deeper. Like I said, three firsts, four seconds, I think 13 picks overall or something. And then the Belleville team this year was just loaded with young talent. The guy that I like the most of their young guys is Batherson. Uh, watched him in the Quebec League just dominate his last year. Watched him for World Ju- at the World Juniors scoring goals every game there. And he's just continued to progress at every level. It helps that he works out with those uh, Maritime boys, the Marshawn, Crosby, <laughs> in the McKinnon in the summer. That's always a good thing. I just think he's the type of guy, you look at the way he plays, they need that skill level, but they also want that guy who has that compete level, right? That Kachuk type of player. And I think he's exactly that. He's going to be that high compete level player with the skill to match. So he'd be the guy I'm most excited about. Yeah, same. Actually, I think like out of all the prospects, he's the guy that I think could be like easily a top six, maybe even a 60 point guy in the league. And kudos to Dorian for uh, picking him up in the fourth round. Uh, Didn't seem like a whole lot of people had much of a book on him or knew much about him. And then within less than a year, he was basically the top prospect. Yeah, exactly. They've done that with a few guys. They take these guys. I mean, Decord was another guy. They took late. I think they took Decord out of high school, and it was like no one had ever heard of him. And all of a sudden, he's a big time goalie prospect. So they're good at finding those guys in like the mid to late rounds. And hopefully, they can do the same this year with all their picks. Uh, is there any uh, defensive prospects on Ottawa that uh, you find intriguing going into next year? Uh, the most intriguing would be. Uh, Brandstrom. Uh, I mean, he's played at the NHL level a little bit, but I think with him, it was one of those things you, you, you get traded o- traded over here for Mark Stone. So you have that held against you because everybody loves Stone. And then you're a small Swedish skilled defenseman. So who's everyone going to compare you to? Eric Carlson, right? So then yeah, puts him in a tough spot. And then I felt like this year he was just trying to survive at the nhl level as opposed to playing with confidence playing with the puck he was just trying to not make mistakes he got down to the ahl and if you watch any of his highlights you see the guy that gets you excited with his ability with the puck his shooting ability uh so he would be the guy like he is undersized uh and he's not eric carlson that's what people have to realize but i think he's got a chance with his intelligence and skating ability to be at the very least, a top four guy. It's it's hard to say. We've had a lot of defensemen over the years that we've penciled in as top four guys, and they haven't worked out. But he'd be the guy I'm most excited about. I think uh, same for me. There are a lot of intriguing defensemen on Ottawa. For me, in terms of like Lassie Thompson's another guy, uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, and guys that we've had in the system for a few years now in uh, Yaros and Lejoie. Yeah. Yeah, Bernard Docker's a good one. He looked good for uh, Team Canada this year at the World Juniors. And another guy who hardly got to play this year, which was too bad, was Will Landon. He looked good when he was playing the year before. I was thinking he might be a full-time NHLer this year. And then 
the shoulder injury to start the year. He hardly got to play. So hopefully he's back next year fully healthy and he's able to compete for a spot. Yeah, I I honestly think I personally would have him penciled in at least in the bottom pairing to start next yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Uh, so I think that's all the questions I had on my end. Uh, did you have any uh, upcoming articles? I got a couple of articles in the works. One of them is what we just talked about, those young defensemen. Uh, trying to break mm-hmm. down what they're doing. And then I got another one I'm trying to work on right now, which is, um, I call it them the one-and-done senators. So every senator that has played just the one game with the team, who are those guys and what happened <laughs> to them. So I think that'll be interesting to see some of those names on that list. <laughs> yeah, I'd be looking forward to that one specifically. Sweet. Uh, so I'll just let you plug away your social media if you want and – yeah, so uh, I guess you can find me on Twitter at uh, Danny McCluskey. I think that's as simple as it is, and it's working <laughs> for the hockey writers right now. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for calling in. All right, thanks a lot for having me. Take care. And that's all I have for this week. Thanks again to Danny McCluskey from the Hockey Writers for joining me. And if you guys wanted to look me up on Twitter, it's at GotMoke. I encourage you to follow me. Let me know what you think of these episodes. And if there's any guests you want me to try and get for the future, let me know. Tweet at me. And I'll be back again next week with another guest. Thank you. Thank you.